The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Field, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. We are back. It's Monday here at the Star, and you're rocking with your boys, hanging with the boys. Yeah, the star. Right there, you have a live look of the Tostita Championship Plaza, where it's currently 86 degrees, high of 97 today. We got a heat wave coming this week, fellas. So if you if you're a little musty, stay away from me because it's gonna get it's gonna get it's gonna get toasty out here. The gooch, uh, the gooch's gonna get toasty out here this week. So uh, just make sure that you are fresh and ready to go. Kurt, glad yes. to have you back, brother. Good to be back. Good to see you guys. Yeah. Missed you guys. Nate? Yeah, I'm, I'm rocking, man. Let's do it. Our fearless leader is running a couple minutes behind, but that's okay because I'm always ready and willing to get these reps in. And, uh, all right, uh, kind of a, 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 a sad way to start our show right, right. Uh, today. And I'm going to keep it together. Mm. I think I've cried enough. But uh, last week um, we lost a great member of the Dallas Cowboys Team and a really good friend of mine, yeah. uh, Marion Barber, passed away on Wednesday of last of last week. Um, still unknown cause of death, uh, but that's that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. Um, Marion has been a fan favorite of Cowboy fans since the time that he entered the league. Yeah, and when you get high praise from a coach like Bill Belichick, who says he was almost a perfect player, Parcells. Yeah. Parcells, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, sorry, Parcells. Um, the, the thing, the thing that, and, and we're all on a march to death, right? As morbid as that sound, <laughs> yeah. But I, I say that to say this: at the end of it all, I hope and pray when my time comes that I get talked about the person that I was far greater than anything that I've done in any part of my life on and off the football field or basketball court. And while Marion Barber was a phenomenal football player, a great teammate, um, a hard-nosed runner, he was one of the greatest human beings that I've ever in my life come across. That's something I was hoping you could share because – he was a quiet guy in the media. And I think most fans, I mean, I don't, that person of who he was and what he was like behind the scenes and what he was like for, as a teammate, I think that a lot of that's an unknown, unknown, an unknown for a lot of people. And, and it wasn't that Marion did not want to talk to the media or be a part of the media. He just never wanted the attention. He never wanted it to be about him. It was always about, hey, talk to my offensive linemen, talk to my quarterback, talk to my receivers. What, you know, without those guys, I can never really get my job done. You will be hard-pressed, and, and I'm willing to bet a large amount of money that you will find anyone who has ever been a teammate of Marion Barber say anything negative about who he was as a teammate and as a person. Mm. Like We hear a lot of times, and, and, and it's, it's a kind of the cliche of, you know, he'd give his shirt off his back for, for you. Yeah. I've watched Marion do that. I've watched him be that giving, not only to me, but to strangers, to people. And, you know, before the height of social media, like he was doing stuff like that, you know, 500 grand to fucking new computers for kids in South Dallas. I mean, the the the, the countless camps that he, he gave. I mean, this was a guy, his offensive lineman, when it came time for gift giving, they, they never – they never were short on, on a gift because he, he he appreciated them that much. I can sit here and talk for hours on the person he was and, and what he meant to me and, and done for me. Um, but it, it's it's sad that at 38 years old, his birthday is um, the 10th of June, he'd be th- turning 39 years old, that we lost an iconic, and I do say iconic, mm-hmm. uh, person uh, in society and and. And the thing that I guess frustrates me the most in the day and time that we live in is we're so quick to want to 
point out and exploit flaws yeah. as, as if we're perfect. And none of us are. We all have our, have our – I just think there's times and places for those type of things. And, and, and you know, we all know that Marion was battling some demons that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just are tough. Right. And, and when Nate and I come in here and we talk about the game of football, and, and I say this over and over and over again, every time you step off that football field, you are less than. And when I mean less than, I don't mean the I don't mean you as a person. I, yes, you as a person, but this game takes something away from you every single mm-hmm. time. Yeah. I'm 38 years old. I feel the effects. Nate's 60. 60 years old, and he can tell you the, the litany of things yeah. that he deals with on a day to day basis because of this game. Right. And, and, and some of us are are able to work and manage through it, and, and others others aren't. But just know, fans, that that people that there are people under those helmets. There's a human. Those aren't um, superheroes. Those aren't machines. Those aren't these mythical fe- uh, 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 figures. Underneath those helmets and those pads and the muscles and the extreme talent and the things that you see them to do on day in and day out basis are human beings. Right. And this game takes a lot from you when you're done. It gives you a whole bunch. It changes your life forever. But in the same breath, it takes a whole lot from you. And 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 as long as I have living left on this earth, which none of us know how much. Right. As young as I may feel, and 38 years old is a young age. I don't know what part of the I don't I don't know what part of the 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 spectrum I'm sitting on. I could be really old right now because my, my number could be up soon. My number could be up old. But it's just one of those things where you we, we have to remember. We're, we're, in a, we're in a really good moment right here. Don't okay, come in okay. and mess that up. Right. Um, one of those things that, that we have to just remember is just to be kind to people. Like to be kind to people, to give when you can, give what you can. Um, and, and, and there's people like Marion Barber who was on this earth and not only gave a tremendous amount on the football field, he did a ton off of it. I'm going to miss my friend. Um, I'm going to miss my friend. And uh, if you are battling with something, if you are going through something, um, get, get, get help. Get help. Um, get help. Get help. Um, because it's out there for you and you don't have to battle these things alone. And um, yeah, I'm going to miss my friend. I'm going to tell you, like, hey, man, that mental thing is, is so, so huge because uh, uh, it, 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 it'll take your life, man. And I'm talking about living. You can, you can be living and not be a part of this world, and that's mental. That some some type of mental uh, thing has gotten on you, and uh, I, I was hearing stories about Marion and people that was close to him, and I didn't know how close you were to him, Jess. But I tell people like it's right here. Uh, the government made a concerted effort years ago to start limiting the help for the mental, and uh, every time that we stick our hands in something, our great government, it ain't too many years later. It, it raises his head. And now this mental thing is so huge. And that's why I tell people, be careful when you're trying to use the word mental because there's some people out there that is truly challenged. So don't just throw that around like it's just, you know, a handshake, you know, or how you doing. It, it, it's serious. You know, and he knows how serious it is. And I'm not going to try to get into Marion's life, but, you know, you don't you don't want that mental thing working on you. Um, you got something? Or? No, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you yeah, no, it's all, that it's kind all of good. conversation <laughs> when I came in. Um, it's all yeah. good. Um, and you talk about just the kind of not a person he is. Um, current coach on the Cowboys staff, Skip Pete, yeah. was also um, Marion's running back coach. And he had something to say uh, last week. Uh, Chris has that up. Chris, if you can pull that up for us. Yeah, it's about a minute long. <clears throat> he had some words to, to, to talk about and describe who Marion Barber was as a player and as a person. 
a guy that I'm going to truly miss. Had opportunity to coach him for several years. Unbelievable person. I mean, the guy showed up every day, had a smile on his face, came to work. If I could show anybody a model and a role to develop a running back to play in this league, it would be definitely Marion. I mean, the guy came to work every day, practiced hard every day, did a great job in the meetings every day. He was a little bit like, uh, obviously, his name, Barbarian, as a player. Very physical, very physical player as a runner, as a protector, and had the ability to run routes out of the backfield. Very unique in that way. But I think the thing that maybe a lot of you really don't know about him is that he was an unbelievable person. Give the shirt off his back, invite people over his house, cook dinner for him. Um, he would stop by my home, play with my kids when they were young, and um, very personable in that way. I mean, he was very shy when he got to doing what I'm doing right now. But one-on-one was very, very entertaining to talk to. Hadn't really spoke to him in recent years, um, besides when I just first got back. The man I'm going to remember is the guy I coached, um, how he came in this building every single day, what he meant to his friends and what he meant to me, the guys he played with, and the determination to try to make everyone a little bit better person. Jesse, I had a question for you. Um, on this topic of mental health, you know, I know you're an advocate for mental health, and I think there's, you know, I know people that have been affected greatly by, you know, mental health. Um, there's two sides to it, I think. One is if you're struggling, right? If if you're struggling, how do you reach out, or what do you do? Because it's hard to take that first step, right? And then the other side is if you're if you're a friend or a family member. You may not see the signs or you may not know what's, you know, you may not know what's going on, but you can tell something's a little off. How do you as, you know, talk a little bit about if you need help, what should somebody do? And then if you're if you're seeing something that's off, what can you do to check in, you know, check on them? Because most people are going to be like, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But you can tell something's not right. Like speak a little. I know you're a big advocate about yeah, it. Yeah. Let me let me start with the second one first. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a friend or a family member or a sibling, whatever it is, and that person and you see that person in your life may be struggling with something. Um the constant check-in because the biggest thing when it comes to to, to mental health, it, it's one, it can be a little bit embarrassing, mm-hmm. um, especially when you talk about a person of status, right? You, you for so long you've been the, huh? the feeling of invincibility, right. right? And for so long you've been looked at as this this fig, this figure of strength of of just stability. And when you aren't, it's sometimes a little bit embarrassing and kind of almost intimidating to reach out for help. And so as a friend or someone on the outside looking in, the best thing to do is to to be honest with them, to show them that you can truly be trusted with their vulnerability. Um, Continue to be patient with them. Because if you're saying, get help, get help, get help, get help, that doesn't push me to go and get help. It, it, it's, hey, I'm here for you. You want to talk? Let's talk. And, and, and don't, don't listen to respond. Don't listen to have an answer. Listen to love that person. Listen to care about that person. Listen to actually what they are saying. And then try to be an advocate for them when they're facing those tough times. And then on the flip side of things, if you're if you are that person and you're sitting in that seat and you don't feel like yourself and and you don't understand what's happening. um, I mean, of course, you look at Google, that's a powerful tool. But but just understand that it is okay not to be okay. Mm-hmm. We, we, we so much so in this world that we live in today, especially the social media driven world, is we have to put up this facade of, of I am this or I am that or I am good or I am above this or above that. And the whole time you're, 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 you're crying and you're dying inside. And, and, and it's okay. It's okay to understand that something is not right. And it's okay to go out and seek those things or those people who are here. To literally help you. That help is something that we must um, uh, 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 look at as a place of, of comfort and a place of, it's like, it's like lifting weights. 
It's it's when you're weak in a position in strength, you go when you try to lift weights to get stronger. It's the same thing when you're struggling a little bit weak in your mental health. Going to see a therapist, going to see a psychiatrist. That is the that is the calisthenics of the brain of getting yourself stronger and better. Mm-hmm. So don't look at it as a weakness. Look at it as that 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 I, I just need to strengthen myself in some areas and I'm open for some improvement and to seek that help. And that's that fine line of be of tw- between of. Um, of knowing and and going to get that help and as a friend being there supporting that person to they get that help and then helping them through that process because you're going to have some great days and you're going to have some hellish days Mm -hmm. and when you have those hellish days you need that support group to be there for you to encourage you to lift you up that community to to be strong and i tell people random people if there's ever anything that i could ever do talk you know, kick it, whatever it is to kind of help you get through that. I am more than willing to do that. And it takes a community of people to 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 wrap their arms around people, uh, a person or people to furthermore um, kind of eliminate that stigma of um, of mental health being a bad thing or suffering from mental health is a bad thing. And it makes you kind of. Um, less than when you're 100% whole, you just need help in certain areas. Do you think that, you know, the NFL has tried to address this problem in recent years and help it. Do you think they are, are taking the right steps? Do they need to do more? Is there something different that can be done? I think there's more. There's always more that you can do, and especially when it hits you some, uh, with somewhere close. And again, it, it comes that, can the NFL or other people do more? Yes. But can that person that's suffering also get you know, you know, want you to advantage. want to have that help, yeah, right. uh, and that you know, to be honest with that, that was some of the battle that that we all fought with Marion was, you know, getting that help consistently uh, for him, uh, you know, and, and and so yeah, the NFL can do more, and I think as we get more and more, um, we see more and more of it now. Uh, I know that they started the NFLPA has started a program where. Uh, for, for, for current players and for retired players, if you are going to get any sort of mental health treatment, whether that be therapy uh, uh, or, or psychiatric, any, any type of medical health um, thing, is that they're doing a, a 100% reimbursement of it. So you go and you get that treatment, you get that therapy, whatever it is that you need, that the NFLPA will reimburse you for those costs uh, that it may take. Because some players have insurance, former players have insurance, some don't. Uh, but it's, 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 it's another step in being able to get the help that you need um, while you're playing and post-playing uh, career. Because that's when a lot of it really starts to hit when you get to that post-playing uh, career for players. I'll tell you this, if, if there's anybody that's listening, I know this is a football show, but you know, if you're struggling with something – or if you just don't feel right, if you're angry all of a sudden and you never used to be, or if something's just you you don't feel yourself, it's it's kind of it's cool to go to a counseling session. Mm-hmm. Go once and it and just it, it to me. I've been and I've always been like I don't need that. And and my my counselor told me after a few sessions like you really don't need this if you want to keep doing this. Like you know there's. You know, it's fine to keep coming or whatever, but like, it's very enlightening. It's very, it's educational. It it lets you understand more about yourself. It yeah. helps you deal with. It may not be anything with you, but it helps you deal with people. It helps you learn how to talk to people. It helps you learn how to use your I words and you know those are things. I never thought I would ever go to counseling, and I and I went, and you know I had reasons why I went, and I but it was a really cool process, and I had always put this stigma on it, like mm-hmm. I'm. I'm this hard ass, like crusty old dude. I don't need anybody telling me like you need to change who you are. And it really wasn't like that. It was really just, you know, talking to somebody, seeing a different point of view. And I, it was very, I see where that could be possible. And that how do I deal with that? How do I work with people this way? So it's very, it's not just, you know, I don't feel, I, I grew up thinking that something had to be wrong with you to go to counseling. Like, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people. It's almost it's you know what I the equivalent, and I'm going to make light of this, and it's not a light situation, but it's like what we talk about on the show, going and getting a pedicure or a manicure. It's like there's this stigma on it, but once you go, you're like, I might go back. That's actually kind of cool, and it's if especially if you just take it as I just want to go talk to some because it's someone you don't know, mm-hmm. it's someone that 
has no preconceived notions about you. They don't know what you do for work. They don't know what your story is. They don't know you as a person. And then they're just honest with you. And yeah. it's very enlightening and it's it's educational. And I think everybody should go a few times, even if you don't need it. Just go because it's a, it's a life experience that, you know. And for people that are struggling, I mean, it could ultimately save your life. Oh. You know? Save mine. I tell you, like, it's right here, you know, if you want to get to know yourself, if you truly want to get to know yourself, you know, and all these things that you guys have talked about, if nothing else, that person that's trying to help you going to say, who are you? Mm -hmm. And you get to tell this person. And you hope that yourself, and I am hope I'm saying right, is listening. Yeah. See, yeah. that's how I look at it. If you want to get to know yourself, go in a room with nobody that, like you say, no preconceived notions. They don't know you, and you get to tell who you are mm -hmm. and what you feel and what makes you feel that way. And listen to yourself talk. It's it, it's almost like yeah. It's almost like when you were a kid, and the and you you talk a certain way. You hear yourself a certain way, right. and then when you you know, for me, it was a cassette tape, right. and you recorded your voice for the first time, and then you heard it, and you're like, oh, my God. Right. Like, that's me? Yeah. That's kind of the same way with therapy. Like, you think you, you are this person, and you go in, and then someone tells you, this is what I see, and you're like, holy crap, that's not what I thought at all. Yeah. You're right, Nate. And the so layers are just yourself, pulled back, man. man. Yeah. And those layers are pulled back, and you, under, you, you yeah. discover, like you said, you discover more yeah. about uh, uh, who you are. I, I'll, I'll end on um, just a story uh, about Marion that, again, I have a hundred of them. Um, two quick stories. One, we laugh and joke on this show. Right. And it's it, what do you guys call me? Right. You say, well, you go, amen. You know, the, yeah. the, the, the right. prophet, the, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. Right. Well, one thing that I, I am comforted in knowing that I knew that Marion knew the Lord. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, he would always call me. He would always call me um, Jeremiah Holly Grove. Right. <laughs> you call me Jeremiah Holly Grove. And if you know anything about Jeremiah, right, right he was the weeping prophet, right? right? right. So, when you, so when we laugh and joke about being called the prophet, like right. Marion had been calling me that for years. He was, right. oh, man, you, you, you Jeremiah, I'll call you. And he called me Jeremiah Holly Grove. Jeremiah right. Holly Grove. Like, you tell it, man. You, you tell it like it is, man. You, you Jeremiah Holly Grove. He would always, like, man, read Jeremiah. You, you Jeremiah, man. You Jeremiah Holly Grove. And so um, I laughed uh, because... Like, you know, yeah. you, you hear things and you see things coming to fruition. And he's like, man, you Jeremiah Holly Grove. And then another story just about how super awesome a Marion, a Marion was when we were playing. Um, there's a guy who works for – he doesn't work on the staff, but he works with a lot of players now. Michael Irvin goes to him. Right. The guy's name is Igor. Okay. And Igor has a, a gym in Rockwall. He's a gymnastics coach. And Igor, Igor – I'm not going to say we. I'm going to say Marion is the reason. That Igor is even even a, a, a name that's known around the Cowboys facility. Right. Marion. So we, I was living in Irving. We were still over in, in Valley Ranch. And he was like, hey, man, come train with us. So it was me, Tashar Choice, Felix Jones, Sam Hurd, Marion Barber. And I'm like, MB, I, I live in Irving. You know, he lived at the time. He lived in his penthouse downtown. Mm -hmm. I said, I'll come once in a while, but I'm not driving from Irving. <laughs> To Rockwall uh, to train. Yeah, that's like almost an hour. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm just going to drive right down the street to Valley Ranch and just make it happen. Like, Man, I listen. He said, meet me at my house. Just meet me at my house. Days, weeks, month, I would meet him at his house, and he would drive us from Dallas to Rockwall, from Rockwall to Dallas, every single day, every single day. Now, we're all in the league. Now, I'm probably the lowest man on the totem pole when it comes to who made the money. He was the top. And so after a while, I'm just like, hey, uh, you know, how much is training? And he's just like, oh, no, man, worry, don't worry about it, man. Just, just, you want to train some more? Come on. So I pulled Igor to the side because what I didn't want was I didn't want to get to the end of this training it's session. Like, thing. Be 12 grand. <laughs> Igor's like, hey, uh, here's an here's a invoice for $10,000 that you owe for training in this, you know, all offseason. So I, I, I kind of pulled Igor to the side. I said, I said, hey, coach, I said, between you and I, I'm like, What's my ticket? You know, like what's what's my ticket? I don't, don't don't surprise me. I don't I don't got surprise money. He's like, what do you mean? I said, you know, to train. And we we trained. We did gymnastics styles training, and then we did a speed training with Coach Fly. 
And he said, nah, you're good. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like I'm, I'm very. I can be a lot like, of like, things. I'm very. I want to be very clear because I don't want to owe you anything. I don't want to mm. be under your thumb for nothing. <clears throat> yeah. You know what does that mean? And he's like, "You're taken care of." I'm like, "Okay, so what is?" I'm like, I'm starting to get to the bottom of what is my ticket? What is this going to cost me? He said, "Mary took care of it already. Mm. He just wanted you to come." And I was like, "What?" He's like, "So, as long as you want to come, Mary said that you're taken care of." And and that was that was who he was as a person. He just is like, as long as you want to come, Mary said you're taking. He said you are taken care of. You're good. And I was like, nice. really? He's like, yeah. And I remember one day we were driving back and forth, and he, he drove a his, like his everyday car was an Escalade, and we stopped at the gas station, and I was just like, I said, hey, bro, I got it. Like, let me do, let me fill this one up. Like, you know what I'm saying? And he cried <laughs> at the gas pump. And he said, you know, most people don't do anything for me. It's always what can I do for them? And it was that simple gesture of saying, let me just fill your gas tank up for driving me every day. Right. You know, like, let me do this every once a, you know, once a week or something like that just to say thank you. I can afford to do this. And he cried at the gas pump. And he was like, because most people are looking to take from me. Not many people are looking mm. to give to me. Yeah. And so th- that's who that's who that's who my friend was. That that's who Marion uh, Barber was. And I know everyone says Marion the Barbarian. Side note: He hated being called a barbarian. Did he? Really? <laughs> he hated it. He hated it because he always he always looked at it like I'm not a barbarian. That's not who I am. Right. I know people. I, I get. I get it. I get it. He understood it. He hated the name. He hated the name. <laughs> so um, yeah. Um, so there's no easy way to transition uh, from that. Practice has started today. Uh, we'll get more into that. Kirk got a, a, a bunch of stuff. I don't know if you're going to take this seat back or not. If not, I'll stay here and host it and do man, my thing. Man, took my seat. Go ahead, host. I don't ever get to talk about anything. Okay, well, perfect. And we still ain't got to talk about anything. <laughs> oh, well, well, uh, <laughs> we just, well, on the other side of the break, we'll we'll get into all the stuff that Kurt has uh, set out for us to talk about today. Dalton Schultz, he's a little frustrated about his Tyler Smith working at tackle. Oh, uh, uh, one one reporter talking about <laughs> is this roster talented enough to Why compete? Why are you shaking your head, Nate? Already? Uh, so stick, Already? With, stick with us on the other side of the break. Hang it with the boys. We'll be right back. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek. Get your seat in a seat. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back. Welcome back to the most searched 
podcast on the Cowboys Network, Hanging with the Boys. I am Jesse Holly, and I am joined by my brothers, yeah. Kurt Daniels, Shannon Gross, yeah. and the big Nate Nasty Newton. Did you like being called when the people called you nasty? Nah, nah, I'm looking at these wings, stop shooting. It kitchen? don't make me hungry. Like Nate Hungry Newton. Did you like the kitchen? Oh, yeah, that was my name there. You like the kitchen? <laughs> then my, my coach kicked it to the curb. What's the best nickname? Hold on, let me pay bills first. Oh, my bad, my bad. I'm this not used segment, to I know. You stole hush, my seed. I'm hush, trying to steal the conversation hush, back. Hush, hush, This segment is brought to you by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, I don't know how it works on this side of the table. Yeah, you know. <laughs> What's the best nickname you guys have ever heard? Any Could it be friend, sport, anything? What's the best nickname of any person mm. or what what's the nickname you had at some point in your life i'll start i might have told y'all before cat yeah. squirrel did i tell you that one cat before? squirrel i've, I've never, never heard that i've, I've never, never heard cat <laughs> squirrel yeah so i used to oh, what? backwoods louisiana mojo is that oh, <laughs> nate don't know he country i used to bartend and and uh in college and after college i bartended at a college bar and Every night there'd be two or three fights, and I'd be behind the bar. And if one broke out at the bar, I would I would jump I would jump across the bar and grab and fly off the bar and like grab them and put them in a rear naked choke and hold them and hold them until the bouncers got there. And all the guys called me Cat Squirrel because they said. You was pretty quick. At oh, it. boy, I'd be across that bar. I was little. I was little. But you still. I was still. I was How little, much little though? Little Can you see over the bar? Do what? Could you see over the bar? Oh, I can see over the bar. I can sling drinks, boy. I was, I was a hell of a bartender. They didn't might not have tasted real good, but I had, I worked on volume, bro. It was a college bar. Volume. I, it was yeah. It was You're little plastic cups. We sold like three dollar drinks. We had like dollar beer night. Yeah, it was it was nuts. But yeah, cat squirrel. Wow. Yeah, cat squirrel. What's a good mm. one y'all heard? Wow, cat squirrel. Wow. I heard one recently. I thought was good. Now I can't. That remember. was pretty good. That's Shan. You had a, you had one you had a nickname, bro? Baseball man? Me? Yeah. Dirty Kurt. Whoa! Oh, I like Dirty Kurt like though. Why was it Dirty Kurt? I like Dirty Kurt. Wasn't, it wasn't because you wanted to be. elaborate here. I just playing ball. I would get dirty. Oh, oh okay. Damn, Sorry. I thought that was gonna be a lot. Wow. I like Dirty Kurt. You got little kids for a reason, no, baby. There wasn't wow. no, uh, yeah. <laughs> No, uh, I thought it was going to be like Link. Didn't go like down that direction. Trailer no. Park, Double Wide Holly. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours, Jess? Mine has always been Hollywood. Yeah. What about you? How many different ones did you have? The Kitchen? What my else? Favorite, my favorite uh, one was Big Time, which my coach. I like that. Name me and coach. Name me in high school. In high school. Big Time, huh? Big Time. Were you a... Were you a chunky man in high school? Or no, nah, man. Let me show y'all a picture, man. Oh, I like of college. Let me show you. Let me see. Can I pull it up, man? Man, I I, I was sexy, bro. <laughs> man, believe it or not, <laughs> man. I'm serious. Yeah, y'all can laugh all you want, bro. Big Noon was sexy, cold blooded sexy, man. Oh so, my goodness, man. You know, y'all can call it what you want to, big fella. You call it what you want to. Sorry, well, what's yeah, some of, what's some, of, what's some of the nicknames that Dion called? Now, you? Before y'all look at it, tell me, Shannon, is that a fat guy? Woo! Yes, Are those sir. plaid pants? No, 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 that's the green top and you know, just, just maroon pants. Rust color, man. Yeah, now, tell that me. is a sexy dude. No, you gotta show. Yeah. The, look at that. We're gonna, we're, yeah. gonna show, we're gonna show the people. We're gonna show. Yeah. The people. Hey, you are sexy. sexy. Yeah. yeah, big sexy time. Wow. Look at Nate. Yeah. On that one? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so was that up. in your D-lineman days? Yeah, when I first got okay. there. That's when I made all. Can we see? Yeah. Look at that. Big sexy newt. I had a book in my hand, too. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I just woke up and went up to the lunchroom and walked back. You just come from class. Yeah, man, I got my book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good job, Nate. Yeah. What, what's some of the nicknames that Dion called you? Oh, those are insults. Hoggy. Uh, <laughs> Hoggy. Hoggy MD. Hoggy. Yeah, that was it. You know, he called me the other day. You know, he, we, I'm the last person he's going to call. Oh, I ain't got nothing else to do. Let me call, call Nate and Clown. Hey, Hoggy, what's up? What's up, Hoggy MD? You're going to be fat. I don't care if you lose weight. I don't care if you're 180 pounds. You're still a fat man. I say, okay. That, that, that I told you all about when we were at training camp. Was that last, that was last year, <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Me and him were eating lunch, and the phone rings, and it, it's it, it's uh, we well, got him in there. Dion, yeah, prime time. He's like, watch this. 
turns it on. He puts it on speaker and he goes, what's up, fat man? <laughs> and, and, Nate, and Nate insults him. He insults him back. Nate insults him back. He insults him back. And he hangs up. Yeah. That's it. Like, it was no conversation. Yeah. It was just this, 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 this. Hang up. And I always try to start it right. I'll say and this. I'll say it every time. What's up, Prime? You wait. <laughs> What's up, Prime? You wait. I'm like, can you do something different? No, you're a fat man. Uh, okay. All right, you rat. Dirtiest thing in low-down rat. Well, th- keep it on the themes of nicknames. Uh, Dalton Schultz, his nickname is Franchise Tag. And he's frustrated. So... Dalton Schultz. That sounds like a man need to go find him a woman. All that money. And yeah. he got straight. Dalton Schultz was franchise tagged by the Cowboys this offseason. And he signed it. He signed it. Yep. Quick. Quick. Mm-hmm. Quick, too. I mean, when you go from a person who ain't never had that much money yeah. to being offered some guaranteed money, you and, take that all you take that guaranteed that money ASAP. Like, and now and now and he's kind of don't know what to do. So now he's frustrated because he thought, or most players think, is that you sign the franchise tag and then you begin to work on a long-term deal. Well, that long-term deal or the talks of that long-term deal may not be proceeding in the way that Dalton Schultz thought it would. Or his agent. Or his yeah. agent, whoever <clears throat> whoever it may be. Of course, the agent is always trying to get the player the most money because they get a percentage, they get a percentage yeah. of that. And so... 3% is max of what you can get from an agent on your NFL contract. So they're trying to say, hey, push that number up as far as we can get it because I need to get my cut as well. Where is it? I was going to say, here's something to think about. I never thought about this until this year. You signed, what he signed for, like $13, 14000000 million? Yeah, I think that's right. You, Maybe eleven. You don't get paid until you play your first regular season game. Yeah. So, like, if something happens between now and in preseason or training camp, like – he gets zero money because there's no guaranteed money on the franchise tag. Like, you don't get a check until you play the first regular season game. I never thought about that. And if this I'm year. not mistaken, no, because they already he already signed it. I was going to say, if he 10, hadn't signed 10. it. 10.9. Yeah. Yeah, 11. If he hadn't signed it, the Cowboys can pull that franchise tag back. Yeah, could have. Yeah. But he already signed it. So that's already a done deal. Mm. Yeah. See, the. Cleveland really threw a wrench in the whole works here because they yeah. signed their tight end David Njoku. You know, fifty-five, fifty-six point seven five million deal, four years. I mean, that's Cowboys did not want to pay Schultz that. Now I'm sure Schultz's agents like Schultz had a better year than this guy. You know, he needs this kind of money and. Was you just going to call him something else? He man? was. I want to know what that was. <laughs> what, what, what was that bad day he was going to call him Dirty Kurt? It started with a D. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, does Dalton Schultz have the right to be frustrated? No. Uh, no, man. No. Well, I mean, I think he has – he can no. feel – Frustrated because he wants this to be done, but he doesn't maybe have the skins on the wall to have that kind of leverage where he can pull a Ezekiel, you know, when Zeke held out for his his deal. He, I mean, Dalton's not in that class where he can have that kind of leverage. I mean, is that true, or is he the only option they got? So he does have some leverage. I think that is the leverage. You got rid of his competition. What round did we? What, yeah. what round did we draft him? Fourth. Same round we drafted the tight end this year. Yeah. I think that that is his – I think when, when Dalton Schultz and his agents walk to the table, sit down at the table, they say, listen. Who y'all got? They say, they, they say one, yeah. they go, you know the guy that you pay $40 million to? You want to know the guy who we threw the ball to kind of almost, if not the most, the second most on this football team? It's my guy. Mm-hmm. You know the guys who had some of the best numbers as a receiver on this football team? It's my guy. Oh, and by the way, everything that you have behind him is either – just a flat-out blocker or a rookie. Now, do you want to have your $40 million dude safety net not show up and be there, or do you want to trust your $40 million dude with a bunch of other guys who aren't route runners and who are who is either a rookie? And by the way, who you got starting at wide receiver on game one? Yeah. yeah CD. <laughs> CDN. And we don't even know. Maybe Tolbert, maybe Washington. Yeah. We don't know. So, so I mean, he does I mean, have leverage. Then. He has some leverage. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he has some leverage, and I'm always for the players getting as most money they possibly can, no matter mm-hmm. who they are, what they or, or what they've done. 
I've never, ever been mad when the Joneses have given out a bunch of money because nine times out of ten, it's going to a player. Mm-hmm. No problem. But I do have a problem when it all comes down to the end when you say, wow, man, we really paid this dude that type of money because it ain't showing up on the field. Yeah. And, and that's a great question. And, and so that, I'd be like, that's wow. A, that's a great statement, Nate, because when you go back <laughs> to it, you look at it and you go – the Cowboys front office hadn't really been that good in when it comes to negotiating and getting deals done. Right? Look at recent history. You could have got Dak for a lot less than right. $40 million. Yeah. But they 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 bluffed and they bluffed and they bluffed and it cost them. Mm-hmm. Zeke had two years left on his deal. Yeah, that was Zeke had two years left on his deal. They could have been like, listen, son, you can hold out all you want. Right. If you want to play the game of football in the National Football League, you will do it for us or you won't do it at all. Yeah. At least for the – That's what they should have done. But what did they do? They caved. They gave Zeke a bunch of money. And now what's happening? They're regretting it. Um, You look at the the deal um, – I'm drawing a blank. Um, You look at the deal that they gave Jalen Smith. Oh, yeah. Right? When when they were in the negotiation of of Dak Prescott, they were kind of like, well, the money's there. Whoever comes gets it, gets it. Jalen said, I'll take it, and they paid him. All of a sudden, Dan Quinn came and said, this guy can't play football. He literally cannot play football. (laughs) I can't – in in the words of of Mike Singletary, can't play with him, can't win with him. I can't do nothing with this guy that you just paid. (laughs) How do you let that contract go? You know what? But the bottom line is simply this right here. Now you finna do the same thing. For a fourth round pick tight end, that now y'all may not believe that is, you know, I understand that players come when players come, but you was really telling me that the real reason this guy was who he was was it was two guys that were standing outside that ate up everything of value. That was Amari Cooper and that was that CD Lamb, and they ate up everything of value. But again, I'm still going to come to the table if I'm his agent and say, yeah, I don't you can come how you want. You can come the how number, you want. The yeah. numbers say that he was A, B, and C. Right. Yeah, so when that second corner get on him, you'd be like, why, what yeah. why Schultz ain't doing what he did? So and then y'all going to blame the offensive coordinator. No, we're going to so blame him the regardless. Cow- Cowboys just play out this tag one more year and then leave it to Ferguson to come in and the, if, the draft if, pick? If they are if, – if I think that Zeke contract, which is now biting him in the butt – had, and the Jalen contract, it, it's kind of been a sticking point for them. They're saying, you know what, no more of us getting these bad deals in. No more of, of us giving players money who maybe don't deserve long-term money. I, I say play the tag out. From, from me, I say play the tag out. Now this goes back to that playing that game of chicken. Now Dalton Schultz goes out there because we don't know what the receiver, you know, the receiver kind of – Rotation if he catch be. for uh, 1,200 yards and, and, eight, and 8 TDs or 10 TDs. You tip your hat to uh, him and you hand him a check. Yeah, and you hand him a check. But or let, you let him go somewhere else. Uh, but let these dudes prove it. I, I'm, I'm trying to – we should know by now one year does not make you a bulldog. It may make you a high-class poodle, but it does not make you a bulldog. He's had two years of 60 catches. So. I will be shocked no. if he is not here when it's mandatory. He's going to come, oh, yeah. man. He'll I think here. this is all agent-driven. I don't think they're yeah. – just knowing He's his work – miss one week of Like practice. you said, he don't get paid nothing, not a dime Why, until yeah. it starts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, knowing his work ethic, like if you ever stay around after practice, he's the last one to leave the field. He's running sprints after practice. Like there, there's no way he misses any kind of time. No way. I will be shocked. We're going a little vacation the, this the week. The Njoku contract is actually really friendly. In yes, the first it is. Two years, if you really look at it, three mil the first year and what the second year? Well, no, yeah. So hmm. first year is three million, and the second year was like eight. Yeah. So, but you're paying Schultz ten this year, ten five, right? Ten nine. Ten nine. nine. Almost eleven. Almost eleven million dollars. How nice is that? You go from that rookie deal that he had to just here's one year that you're gonna make more than you would have if you'd have played under your rookie deal for Twenty years now in twenty twenty four he's making eighteen against the cap. Yeah. <laughs> so, restructure. That might be a little well, all right. We got one more segment left. 
We still got some topics to talk about. Tyler Ooh. Smith worked a little bit at left tackle. Nate, this this is this is gonna be your this Shoot. gonna be your this gonna be your deal right here. Uh, Nate's got his head on his microphone. Tyler, <laughs> he's had, he's like, he's we really having a, a discussion yeah. over Schultz, man. Tyler, Tyler Smith worked at left tackle. Should he focus on one position or flip back and forth? This ain't the dude we drafted it for the left guard, right? This is he. He is him. He, he I, I am him. Tackle. And then your boy, your boy, your boy, <laughs> Tyron Smith. Already dealing with some back issues doing OTAs. Okay, well, are, you are know we what? Wait, wait, wait. Lord I'm on the Jesus. other side of this. Lord Jesus. Leave your headset on. We need, <laughs> nah, you, we need you this last What is it? Deja Blue? Or what is it, man? <laughs> Stay with us. We'll be right back. We'll hang with the boys. We can talk about something else. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly... Just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. We're teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Back to hanging with the boys. Welcome back. The final episode. Episode. The final segment. Oh, <laughs> you know something we know? Wow, man. Wow. Dang it. Derek did tell me that and tell you all this. But no, the final <laughs> segment of hanging with the boys. Uh, this segment is brought to you by blockchain.com. Blockchain. 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 Blockchain.com. Block no 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 no. What is, that was Shannon be saying? Blockchain com. That's what yeah. Mr. Jones blockchain said. com. No, I'm not. It's blockchain dot com. It's blockchain dot com. Oh, okay. uh, also, don't forget to register for youth camp. Registration is open for the Dallas Cowboys Youth Academy camp presented to you by Invisalign. Don't miss a chance to learn from former Dallas Cowboys players and current Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Visit dallascowboyscom academy to learn more and to secure your spot today. Real quick. Before we round out the show and start this last segment, I have to wish a very special woman in my life. Hey. The woman that brought me to life Ooh, and Mama gave birth Gross. to me. Mama Gross's birthday is Push today. you out that thank thing. Wow, oh, man. Call her. Happy Jeez. birthday, Mama Look Gross. Look at his head, Jesse man. always got to take it somewhere with that. my mama. <laughs> but look at his head, always man. Always take it somewhere That's with my she, mama. After she had Shannon, Just because like, you got no daddy issues don't mean you got to <laughs> bag on my mama. I do have daddy issues. <laughs> but don't and look you, at his and head. And check it out. Look at we don't need to talk about that. We don't need to visualize that, Nate. See what you started, Jesse? Stop. Stop. Does she have a, does he have Stop. a C-section? Uh, yeah, no. Actually, she no. did. Uh, I know she did. I was gonna I be I was gonna be a breech baby. Uh, and then so they had to they had to take it. It was out. no way. See, this see, head was see that, no way. Because my head ain't grown since I was Shanna, six months Shanna old. Shannon took no it from way. fun yeah. to like, wow. There's no <laughs> way she was pushing that wow. thing out. You yep. would have ruined her. Stop, man, stop. That's that man, mama, man. Split it for the ruler to the tutor. Happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday, mom. Love you, love you. Mama Gross. Love you, mama Mama Gross. Hate your son, but love you. We love you, mama Gross. (laughs) Yeah. Some pralines. Send the buns in. What else? else? Oh, and happy birthday to uh, Paul Stewart has the same birthday as my mom. Paul over in... uh, 
over across the pond. Yeah. So. Paul, Paul, what's up, man? The $7,000 chicken you got to pay. <laughs> I got a lot of bites, by the way, on people that want to come on the show and bring us uh, yeah. bring us donuts and goodies Sit and all in. that during but the season. Don't we have yeah. a sponsor? We used to. I don't know if oh, they're okay. our sponsor anymore. Oh, so okay. we're. I think we're good. So mm. there you go. All right, take it away, Jess. Mama Grove. Last man. eight minutes. <laughs> wow. All right. So Tyler Smith, uh, this last week at uh, OTAs, moving around, Nate. And this is all. This is all your segment right here. No, we're, no, no. Yes, it is. No. This is it. I'm gonna tell you <laughs> you're why. The, you're the only <laughs> six-time Pro Bowl offensive lineman on this show. So, therefore, you have no choice but to take offensive lineman-related questions. Tyler Smith this week was or this year was drafted to be the starting left guard, according to Mike McCarthy and company, um, even though he played tackle at Tulsa. Well, at OTAs, because your boy Tyron Smith was out uh, with some back issues already, Tyler Smith was playing some left tackle. And before you start, about the transition from right tackle to right guard, I mean, from left tackle to left guard, left guard to left tackle, Mm. the governor had some words about this transitioning maybe not as difficult as you think it is. The president? The president. I call him the governor. He's he's special. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's special. But I'm saying he's special. Zach Martin had some things to say about that transition. For me, I'd rather stay on one side than move right side to left side so at least he's kind of the footwork is similar and obviously the protection stuff in space is different but at least um, your footwork in the run game especially is going to be the exact same at left tackle and left guard Um, I hate this so it'll be good for him to do both don't do that (laughs) don't do that don't do that you said said he's special you said the president is special (laughs) see this is what bothers me I hate this this is what bothers me when an elite athlete starts talking like, why, why did Magic Johnson not last as a coach? He like, yeah. man, you didn't see that dude break down the lane? <laughs> no, Magic. Him. I'm 6'2". You yeah. were 6'9", Magic. <laughs> you had exceptional peripheral vision, Magic. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Yeah. When I rotated the ball over there, you didn't know to swing back on? No, Magic. I didn't have that IQ you had, Magic. <laughs> this kid that is talking has been in the league has been elite, has been a first uh, all-offensive lineman. All-pro. All-pro when he walked in the league. No. This kid put him at a position, let him work that position, and if and if my man, who I love to death, and you had a thing last week how important is Ty- Tyron is still probably the, the fourth, third or fourth most important guy on our offense. If he's not, if he's having back issues now, let's just put this kid at left uh, tackle and let's roll with it and find your left guard. Let's not play that game because that yeah, same forty million dollar brother, that same forty million dollar quarterback he was talking about, saying that Schultz is the number two receiver now. Don't he need to have some time to throw the ball yeah. to get it to this guy? Tyron can play. You got to play him. You can't put him. I mean, that's a if ball, his back hurt. What month is this? June. If his back hurt in June, <laughs> you how 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 are we gonna pamper him through training camp? Because if it's hurting now, yeah, you do know, you think? All right, so give him the Romo treatment. Real yeah. question: Do you think he's hurt? Or his back is really bothering him, or do you think he's well, just like I'm in my 87th season? Well, don't <laughs> I just don't want to? You don't have to do that. Back, so you maybe, don't, but you know. see, this is the thing about it: when you become a, a certain guy like Tyron is. When you become that guy, you just walk out there with your jersey on. Mm-hmm. What's wrong today? I ain't practicing. Why, why I got to have a stiff back? Why has anything got to be wrong? Right. Hey, man, just saving it for the season. Isn't that? Yeah. no, That's the most you. simplest way. When you see one, a veteran guy, why has it always got to be something wrong? Because now you're giving us guys saying, wow, man, if his back hurting now, Soon as soon as uh, Big Sam's hit him, because that's a big old guy. Soon as Big mm-hmm. Sam him in here with this bull rush, what's gonna happen to that back then? Nah, man. He if he ain't practicing, just tell the people, hey man, we saving him for the right. for the season. So if so if uh, say that he does start the season and 
he inevitably gets hurt. Do you? What was that word? Yeah, you don't don't make me say it. Again. <laughs> he pronounced it like <laughs> Nate. Don't worry. about it. Sound like Bugs Bunny. Inevitably, I understood it. I understood it. Would ahead, you okay. take in like middle of the season? Would you take Tyler Smith and move him from left guard to left tackle if, if yes. Tyron comes out? So yes. You would move him in the middle of the season. Oh yeah, I would move him because it still come down to your best five. Hmm. It's the, I would in, think in, in, as a rookie, you'd want him. This is it. This is what you focus on. This is this is where you're going to be. If you, he, he, it's something that the president did say the right thing. He it ain't like he going over to the other side like we did. Uh, my, my right tackle. How we say, oh okay, you great over here, right Steel. tackle. Oh, let's trick over here. See, because I tell people, it's two positions you just can't play with. That's the left tackle in the center. You you can't mess around. Because both of these guys are so, so important to, to that quarterback. They are mm-hmm. so, so important. So, But I wouldn't have a problem with him sliding out there. But doing it, you know, that's if Tyron going to miss a couple of games. Mm. You know, but if he's going he, to be out the rest of the season, which nine times happen, Tyron, don't get mad at him. Because yeah. if he go out that first game, then you know he's going to miss four more. It ain't never failed. If he go out one game, we always say, he'll be back. He's feeling good. He's day-to-day. And all of a sudden, a day-to-day turned into That's like three weeks. That's a situation. Man. Yeah, then man. you got to move your rookie to left tackle, and then you got to fill your left guard. But we got more guards, I think, now than we have tackles. Who Who is the swing tackle? Who is the backup tackle? Well, they're talking – Potentially ball or that the other. Have you seen ball? Have you seen ball play? I haven't seen. He was hurt all last year. That's what I'm saying. The the rookie guy, the other guy. He's a rookie. He has nothing on the left tackle. The guy Williams, he has nothing on Williams, and he has nothing on the big guy. The big, uh, big old. You know, they got a big old tackle out there too, like bigger than the world. What size will let's go on? Is he left or right? I think he's been working the left some, but. He may, he was a guy they talked about as maybe a. They got guy. here's who they got listed as tackles: Amon, Simon, Well, let's go. Tyler Smith, Josh Ball, Avante Collins, Tyron Smith, and Terrence Steele. Well, let's go and Ball are both six eight. So they're pretty good. Ball's good a big size. dude. Man. Yeah, but do they have feet? Because when you go to the left tackle and you don't have feet, and Dak and Dak, you better run. You better. <laughs> <laughs> Condition, uh, conditioning. Uh, uh, I'm telling y'all, if Dak stand back there with all of these unknowns, because when you it's one thing to have an unknown offensive line. You can design something to get the ball out quick or get some, swing it, you know, move around. But guess what? You have a second unknown. You got a whole slate of new wide receivers at different positions and different responsibilities. So now you got two unknowns. So you're just going to drop back and hope for the best. That's, that's you may have an unknown in your running game too. If they're gonna be able to do anything more, you're not filling me with a lot of confidence here. I'm just being honest, man. I got to win in two games, man. Oh <laughs> Lord, here we go until training camp. Then he got them 17 and 0. I think that's it right there. I think we end on that. I think we that's end. the end. Nate saying they got winning two games. They got to earn two games. Now they're gonna go four and zero in the preseason, three and zero in the preseason. We need to win every game we can. <laughs> I'm serious. We need to go through it on preseason. Y'all don't think so? Oh, boy. Well, I'll try to win. They'll finish up OTAs this week, right? Yes, and sir. then we'll start voluntary, well, not voluntary, mandatory. 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 This, see, this is a voluntold, and then it's you better show, or we're going to tap them pockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that next week? Or two next weeks? week. Next week. So, mandatory mini camp starts next week. That's when all the big dogs are back. Don Shields will be there. Don't <laughs> a slice of pizza he doesn't show. Okay. Mini camp? It's a mini camp. Okay. Really? No right. plan. They can find him up to like 50 grand a day. Every day he doesn't show. You ain't even got no money yet. I was going to say, yeah. You don't want to take He's no still waiting on that first check. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're still, you're still holding on. you have to get an advance. Don't advance on that I mean, money. Um, come on, man. Dalton Show, come on. <laughs> yeah. Dalton Show's going to see you in the hallway, Nate. You got, you got some words for you. Oh, he can't, the only person he better not have no words than me is Parsons. I, I looked at that dude. I'm like, oh, I don't want no words. <laughs> That's the only dude over there I'm worried about. <laughs> That's the only one. Everybody else, get with it, bro. Bring what you got. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll do it, fellas, man. Good to see you, Kurt. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining us, Shannon. Yes, hope sir. You, hey, I hope your mom oh, and dad doing good. Thanks for holding good, it down. Kurt. Way to go, sir. man, with your mother, man. Yeah, hey, happy birthday. Your mother. Yeah. 
<laughs> Happy birthday. Well, no. Good to See, have you. No, 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 not me. Good, good to have you here. Nate, Chris, thank you for holding us down in the back. Uh, Chris Will. Chris Will. <laughs> Bro Will <laughs> for keeping us uploaded. Is, is Jazz back there with you, Chris? Yep. Yes, what, what's up, Jazz? We got to make sure Jazz is back there holding it down the ones man, and twos, about, man. We worry about Dalton's show. We worried about Dalton's show. And, and I want you guys to remember one thing before we go. What's that, Ron? Milk goes first when you're making cereal. I'm out of here. Mm. Hang That's on. The dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> dumbest thing I ever heard. <laughs> This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?